I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, today is National Farmers Day. Farmers are an important part of what makes Utah. Utah and are so vital to our country from hosting farmers markets to helping those in need in a tough time, putting food and fiber on our tables and in our homes and stores. Well, we've all been blessed by the hard work of farmers and it's getting more and more removed from our reality as fewer and fewer people actually even know where their food comes from. Uh, but farmers, uh, they have this unique set of challenges over the past year in particular. Uh, and joining us to help us break all of that down is the president of the Utah Farm Bureau, Rob Gibson, who's uh, always a, a friend on the show. Ron, thanks for joining us. Well, hey there. How are you? Good to see you today. <laughs> Great to have you back on. And I want to hit some of the first some of the challenges that our, our farmers and ranchers have been uh, dealing with over the course of the, the past year. And also some of the extraordinary things they've been doing to help those in need as farmers always know what it means to step up. But let's start with some of the challenges. Uh, obviously, uh, the pandemic and supply chains have been an issue. Drought's been an issue. Give us kind of an update. What's the, the state of the nation when it comes to our farmers? Well, if if you took the last three years, um, you'd kind of see that as a double whammy or a triple whammy. We've had um, trade wars that were really hard for us to get adjusted in, and we finally got into where those were kind of working for us and those agreements were starting to pan out. And then we had COVID hit and uh, we still aren't through all the effects of COVID yet. They're still trying to re-understand these markets and figure out how these things are changing. And then at the very end, what we're going through now is the, the effects of the drought. And even though we've had plenty of moisture just in the last little while, Basically, we had no grass grown all spring, all summer, until August. So mm. so for our, our, our ranchers that have cattle out on the federal land, you know, they just basically are out that much feed. And a little bit of rain in the fall isn't going to help that. For those of us that are farmers, you know, we we lived through the whole summer on restrictions. And, you know, we had, we had certain areas of our state that had you know, 5 and 10%, 20%, 30%. I don't know hardly anybody in the state that had more than 40 of their allocation of water. And so it's just been a real kind of crazy year for agriculture. Yeah, so many uh, so many challenges there between the pandemic and the drought. And uh, we've talked about the trade wars before. Tell us kind of the status on some of those things that were creating that uncertainty for our farmers. Well, um you know, from from the from the perspective of where we're at right now with the drought, um, we feel like we feel like we're in a better position. Um, we're getting some moisture in the fall. You know, I think when snow flies, we're gonna have we're gonna have 
ground moisture in the in the mountains and and so when the snow melts we hope that some of it'll run off next year instead of just drive away um and and as far as the as far as the uh covid stuff um we we hope to see a little bit more normal you know we're, we're thinking that restaurants are a little more open and and that food service industry is starting to pick up um just about half the food in the country is distributed through food service. So that's mm-hmm. a huge part of, yeah. of, of our industry. Yeah. I, I know one of the things that took place during the pandemic, uh, Utah farmers stepped up as they always step up. Uh, tell us some of the things that our farmers did to help those that were struggling during the pandemic. Well, the coolest thing that we did was we were able to start the Miracle of Agriculture Foundation. And... Um, the Miracle of Agriculture Foundation basically raises money, and um, we we use that money to buy food from farmers, and we give that away to people that are food insecure. Mm. And we have had so many cool experiences with that over the last eighteen months, and uh, it's just been cool. Um, one of the hardest parts that we've had is actually getting the farmers to take the money for the that we've. We've tried to buy the products from, but it's been really cool. One of the things that we're doing right now with the Miracle of Agriculture Foundation is we're trying to raise money to help buy hay for the farmers and ranchers that need need help feeding their animals this year that have been really hardest hit. So it's really cool, and if you'd like to donate to that, we have a website. You just go to miracleofagriculture.org and you can donate to that, and it's just a great cause. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Miracleofagriculture.org uh, is where you can go for that. We also know you have uh, this uh, box of Utah. Uh, how can you get a box of Utah? What is that like? So the box of Utah, one of the things that we we look at, you know, is we look at long-term. We Agriculture, in our view, is so important to the state. And in order for agriculture to succeed, we've got to try to help our ag producers get more of that money put back in their pocket. we got to kind of cut out the middleman, per se. And uh, so we developed something called Farmers Feeding Utah Incorporated. And what that is, is we, we buy products from local Utah farmers, and we distribute that. We sell that to people all throughout the state and all throughout the country. And uh, the box the is what you were talking about, Boyd, and that touch of Utah box is a monthly subscription box that you can buy and and you can actually get Utah products delivered to your door every month. And it's really cool. You'll you'll get stuff that you've never seen before and some stuff that you're very familiar with. It's a really cool way to support Utah farmers and ranchers. Fantastic. So again, that's a box of Utah. You can uh, check that out as well. And uh, as always, uh, Ron Gibson from the Utah Farm Bureau Federation. Uh, appreciate your leadership. Uh, appreciate you keeping us posted on what's happening uh, with the great Utah farmers and ranchers. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. And as it is uh, National Farmers Day, and we're going to continue that conversation. I think there's some of the most entrepreneurial people on earth. We'll talk about why coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. 
and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.